Oh my goodness, people. This is your man, Dr. Usher. I'm going to talk about relationships today because this generation is actually getting on my nerves. Oh my gosh, you people. Oh my gosh. Okay, so we're going to just simply talk about how to find Mr. or Mrs. Wright because some of you people haven't figured out yet how to do it. So I'm going to help you out right now on how to do this because I see it generation after generation. And when I first noticed this issue, I was in my 20s leading a youth group and I saw the exact same issue in a in a high school youth group in Clarksville, Tennessee in the 90s. Yes, I just gave my age. Sue me. But listen up, people. Listen up. Listen up. Oh, my God. I'm going to tell you and teach you what I taught these high schoolers back when I was leading a church youth group. I'm going to give you two stories. The first story, I'm going to title it Product Availability. When I went to Cuba, I took my girlfriend at the time to Cuba. No, I wasn't making out with her, wasn't doing all that freaky deaky stuff. You know, she had friends there. I had friends there. We were both serving as missionaries, I might add. Take the hint. We're both serving as missionaries. Christian evangelical missionaries, not the Mormon kind. Come on, people. I believe in the real Jesus, not the white dude with the brother that's Satan. But anyway, I digress. We were serving as missionaries, and we went to Cuba to visit another missionary friend who was doing the work there. And while I was there, I got hungry. And if you know me, when I get hungry, the first thing I go for is potato chips. I love potato chips, especially the barbecue. Oh, my God. Back in the old days, they had this one type of barbecue potato chip that was so delicious. It had this, it was a black bag with an old hillbilly on it. I used to love eating those, and I haven't found that since. Maybe it just sold up in St. Louis. I don't know where it sold, but if you know where to get that bag at or whatever, send me a bag of those potato chips. Those things are amazing. But anyway. I digress again. Don't go down this rabbit trail about how much I love potato chips. But I, I really do love potato chips. I am a potato chip connoisseur. So I call myself in Cuba, hungry, and I'm going to the Little Minute Mart to try to get me some potato chips. So I walk into this Minute Mart. And it's, you know, it's a, it's, it's a pretty big size Mini Mart. And I start walking down the aisles, and I go down, I'm hunting for the potato chip aisle. I see the milk, not a lot of milk, just about five or six bottles of milk. I'm like, huh, that's odd. And I look for soda. They only got two types of soda. Huh, that's odd. And then I go down the bread aisle, and there's maybe one loaf of bread in this entire row. And I'm like, oh my God, this is weird. And then I get to the potato chip aisle. Ladies and gentlemen, I kid you not. I walk down this potato chip aisle and there was only one type of snack food there. And it was these cheese balls in a clear seraphane or plastic bag. 
with generic writing on it. I promise you, I tried to look around and find something else other than those cheese balls. I didn't have anything against cheese balls, but I wanted potato chips. But all they had was these cheese balls. So I was like, how bad could it be? So I picked up a bag of cheese balls, paid a couple of pesos for them or Cuban dollars or whatever it was back then. I walk out the store, open up the bag, and I'm walking down the street, and I pop one in my mouth. Oh, my God. Those things were horrible. Not only did they not taste like cheese, they were stale. Oh, my God. It was like a, it was, oh, my God. I can't explain the texture. It was like, oh, my gosh. It was, I can't even explain it. It's, it's so embarrassing, people. I put it in my mouth. Because, you know, cheese ball, it'll crunch up a little bit, then it'll dissolve, and you can swallow it. This thing, it kind of, like, deflated and became flat and then chewy. But not chewy like chewing gum, but, like, just chewy. And it was stale. But I was hungry. <laughs> and I kid you not. I forced myself to eat that whole bag. And I'm telling you, I couldn't even eat the whole bag, people. I think I ate, like, after my fourth bite, I just took the bag and I balled it up, thinking that, okay, it's just going to crumple up and I'll just throw the stuff out. Man, the, the cheese balls didn't even crumple up. It formed one bigger cheese ball. And I'm like, what the heck is this? And so, as I'm... Walking around town with this bag of a ball of cheese ball in my hand, I start looking around the town. And I notice that they don't have new cars. And all the cars that they do have are either old 1950s cars or these Russian made cars. And they all look the same. There was no variety, people. I kid you not. No variety. And I was thinking, oh, my God, this is horrible. These people are stuck on this island, and they don't even know that there are potato chips out there in the world. They don't even know that there are other types of cars out there in the world. They probably don't even know that there's other types of food out there. And this is what I share with my youth group. Product availability is when you're stuck around the same group of people or the same environment or the same neighborhood or the same circle, your product availability becomes very limited because you only know what's available to you. You only know what's around you. That's why it's important that if you want to meet new people, you got to get out of your current circle. If I would have stayed with my current circle of friends in a small town called Hopkinsville, Kentucky, I wouldn't have made the millions of friends that I have today. See, a lot of you people, you want to make friends. You want to find love. You want to find Mr. Right. But you won't get off the island. You got to force yourself to get off the island and make new friends. Join new associations. I'm going to tell you right now, the best thing I did 
was the first thing I did was I left my small town. I went to college. And you guys know when you go to college, you meet a lot of interesting people. But it didn't stop there because I'm a people, people freak. I love people. Then I went to a different church. Then I went to another church. Then I went to another church because, you know, churches, that's like a small island to itself if you just stay at one church. The body of Christ is not limited to just one church. If they believe in the same tenets of faith that you do, visit the church. Don't allow some preacher to tell you, oh, you're church hopping. You can't visit that church. You can't go there. You can't do this. Screw that crap. This is the body of Christ. You're not limited. You are free to go visit other churches and make new friends. And I remember I went to different churches and I made great, amazing friends. I remember I spent a season with the Assemblies of God a few years there. And I got to meet some amazing people. And those people are still my friends today. Showing up to youth group, you know, even helping lead youth group from time to time. And that's how I got involved with youth ministry because I was just helping out one of my brothers by the name of Greg Plummer. You know, I was just a volunteer, just helping out, you know, and I made these amazing friends, you know, um, Lee, Pastor Lee out there in Albuquerque, you know, his wife and, oh man, there's just a lot of people. Amy Skaggs back in the day, I forgot her new married name, but she's married now. But I can name it like a billion people that I've met. And then from that place, I went to a different church where I met my a new current set of friends. I'm telling you, I got, I got a lot of friends, people, because I refused to stay in one limited circle because product availability is real. And then I did something totally crazy. God called me to missions. So I started serving in an organization called Youth with a Mission. There, oh my God, I met people from all around the world. And I'm telling you, people, I still have those friends even to the day. And I'm just here to tell you, it's real. When you get outside of your social circle, you get off that island and you start associating with different groups of people, you'll meet so many people and you'll realize, wow, there are more people in the world that, that vibe with me than that don't. Because I was kind of like the goofy, funny person. And in my initial limited circle they were all serious and hard you know they were like black black and i was like white black because i wasn't as black as them and i always get cracked on because i wasn't kind of black enough and then i got outside that circle and i recognized there are other not as black people as me <laughs> out there and it was it um, and then i found white folk that wanted to be black but they wasn't quite black but they wasn't quite white and it's like we all fit together because it's like Hey, hey, you know, and it was just a great time. So that's the first thing I'm going to tell you. And then the next thing I'm going to tell you is the story that I'm going to close. I want you to listen to this story. One day, there was this pair of friends, fishing buddies, and they decided to go deep sea fishing. And out of nowhere, you know, as they're out there in the ocean, deep sea fishing, a storm blows blows in and floods their boat. They have to get a life raft. They try to save as much food as they can. And all they could save was one pack of crackers, a pack of saltine crackers. I don't know what you call crackers in your, in your country. 
In America, crackers are these little square things made out of flour. And they have some soap, not soap, <laughs> sorry, they have some salt on it. And um, and we normally crunch those things up and put them in our soups and our chilies or make peanut butter and cracker sandwiches and all that stuff. So now you know what I'm talking about. Well, these guys, that's all they had to eat. And they're sitting in this raft waiting for a miracle. And they decide to ration out those crackers. And... Every day they would eat the cracker, but they was really getting tired of eating that cracker. I'm like, come on, cracker, crackers again. So one of the fishermen said, hey, man, why don't we just pretend that this cracker is something else other than a cracker? Yeah, that's a good idea, man. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. I'm going to pretend that this cracker is filet mignon. Mm, this is some great filet mignon. Would you like a piece of my filet mignon? Hey, man, I got a piece of apple pie. You want to trade that filet mignon for this apple pie? Sure, man. And they're just eating their crackers, enjoying the fact that, wow, they're just imagining that this is filet mignon and crackers and turkey and steak and all the food that they wish they had to eat. And then as the days pass on, you know, they're starting to window down and there's not not as many crackers left and they got about a few days of crackers left and they're just trying to even ration even more. So they break the crackers in half to try to make the crackers last longer. So now they're saying, oh, the crackers are hors d'oeuvres, hors d'oeuvres. Oh, mm, 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 mm. oh, these are olives. Mm, mm, mm. And then on the horizon, one of the fishermen sees a ship and so they start waving and taking their shirts off and waving their shirts in the air and of course the ship spots them and the ship pulls up next to them and say wow it looks like you guys have been on the ocean for quite a while and the guys are like yeah we got stranded because our boat got sunk because the storm blew through and you know we've been on this uh, raft and the captain asked well how long how y'all been surviving how long y'all been out here we've been out here for you know, almost a week or so, or we, we lost track of time, but we survived by eating these crackers. Well, come on aboard. I want you guys to get something to eat. Of course, fisherman number one, he gets up, gets up the life raft, climbs up the little ladder thing and goes inside and he goes into the kitchen and sees all this food and man, he just starts eating like there was no tomorrow. And then there was this, the other fisherman. He grabs all the stuff out of the life raft and grabs onto the crackers. And he takes everything upstairs. He's proud. They get up, go up the ladder and they get onto the ship. And he goes into the kitchen with his friend and he sees all this food. And so with the crackers in his hands, he's getting food to eat. And the captain is kind of confused. He's like, why do you keep holding on to those crackers when there's all this food in here to eat? And see, the fisherman didn't even notice that he still was holding on to the crackers. What I want to tell you is this. Sometimes you're holding on to crackers and someone has to let you know that, hey, you're still holding on to those crackers when there's a smorgasbord of food and people and things out there waiting for you. There's a buffet of people out there in the world 
and you don't need to be holding on to those crackers. You need to let go of those crackers and get your butt out there and meet all these amazing people. Well, Pastor Raph, well, Dr. Usher, I've traveled the world. I, I go on vacations. I do all these things. But are you associating with organizations outside your circle? I gave you one great one, Youth with a Mission. Great place to connect with people that are doing amazing things for God. There are missionary associations, the IMB, um, Crusaders, or Campus Crusade, or the Crude. I think that's what they call them now, the Crude. There, uh, there, there are a lot of organizations out there where you can meet amazing people who are just not traveling just for the fun of it. They're traveling with a purpose, and their purpose is to do good. You know, in America, we have an organization called AmeriCorps, and um, we have a volunteer corps where you can serve in other countries, you know, helping other people. There's groups in your town, in your city, the Rotary Club, the Civic Club, the Lion Club. There are all these clubs, but yet you are holding on to your crackers, ignoring the fact that you are sitting in a buffet of people. So what I encourage my youth group to do at the time and what I'm encouraging you to do is don't be so desperate to date or seek relationships within your circle. Branch out. Give yourself time to get out there. Get engaged with other groups. Get engaged with other circles of people. And you'll find your Mr. or Mrs. Right. You don't have to go to the club. I didn't. I didn't like going to the club because once I became born again, God took the pep out of my step and I couldn't do the, the running man no more like I used to. <laughs> and I'm glad, you know, because that that's not where you find your future. I always tell young ladies this, and I always tell young men this saying, and they, they look at me crazy when I say it, but I say, you're not going to find a rose in a butcher shop. A butcher shop is only there to chop meat and to sell meat. They're not there to sell roses. So I consider a nightclub a butcher shop. And if you're a rose, you don't need to be putting yourself on display in a butcher shop. So get out the butcher shop. Go where the flowers grow. Get outside your circle and go meet some new people. If you need help finding an organization or a group of people in your area that's outside of your circle of friends, or maybe you got your, your maybe you're trapped in this mindset where you're holding on to crackers, you know, or maybe you're trapped in this product availability circle where you just recognize that wow, it's just hard to meet new people. Do me a favor, DM me. You can find me on pretty much every social media platform. Doctor Usher, D O C T O R U S H E R. Reach out to me. You can even find me on my website, drusher.com, D-O-C-T-O-R-U-S-H-E-R.com. And Barack Obama wants to leave a message for you. Okay, Barack, take it away. Well, uh, what I want you guys to know is that what Dr. Usher is saying is absolutely right. And if you guys would just listen to Dr. Usher, you would have great success and your life would be okay. And uh, remember, trust Jesus at all costs. My name is Barack Obama, and I approve Dr. Usher's message. 
And of course, that was my Barack Obama impersonation. <laughs> All right, y'all. Y'all have a blessed day. Do as much good as you can while you can. This is Dr. Usher saying I love you. See you next time.